Hi, welcome to the Your Confidence Coaches podcast. I'm Brittany Perez, a board-certified family nurse practitioner with a doctorate in nursing. I run a seven-figure aesthetic practice out of a plastic surgery clinic. I'm the vice president of a local networking group, and I'm the co-founder of Method Aesthetics Academy, and now a podcaster with this girl. Hey, I'm Marley Bruno. I'm a board-certified physician assistant. I worked emergency medicine for 12 years, and now I open my own aesthetic practice, Mind, Body, and Soul Medical Aesthetics and Wellness in Pensacola, Florida. We're both in Pensacola, Florida, by the way. Uh, I also am a co-founder of Method Aesthetics Academy, and I am a certified master life coach with a focus in mindset coaching and business coaching. Yes, the best. The, the best. <laughs> she said I'm the best. We're both the best at what we do. We're, we're pretty good. Yes. So we are your female authority on aesthetics, mindset coaching, and self-care. Yes. Yeah. So Marley, um, do you have any certain habits that you use to protect your mental health? Absolutely. So we work every day. We do. Brittany and I at two different practices and then sometimes together with Method. And so we really feel it's very important to have systems in place to like chill us out because we like working a lot. So for me, I love doing yoga. Like it's like a daily habit for me and I have to do it. Like I don't feel good if I don't do it. I also love dancing and I think it's really important to drop into your body and do like body movement things, especially as a female. I think it's really important to do body movement things to relax your system and get into your parasympathetic nervous system. I, I think that's very important. Uh, I also love to sing. <laughs> and I also now love to leisurely read books after how many years in school have I had? Too many. <laughs> Too many years in school reading all Same. textbooks. And so finally, uh, like four years ago, I just picked up reading leisurely again because I literally didn't want to do it for like five and a half years. But now I absolutely love it and it chills me out. I love that. Yeah. So, Britt, what does self-care mean to you? So, you know, for me, it's taking a proactive role in your mental and physical health. So I think so often we, as mothers are always taking care of everyone else first. You know, your kids, your husband, you have your job, so your patients. Mm -hmm. And so we have to make sure that we're still making ourselves a priority. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, for me, it's, you know, I love to travel. You know, a lot of my patients are like, you're mm -hmm. gone all the time now. But I do it because I have to have balance. I've, I've had to find that balance because I will work seven days a week, 24 hours a day, and I get burnt out. And so my goal in doing these things and doing these things and taking care of myself is so that I can give my best to everyone. You know, mm, if I don't so take care of myself first, I can't give my best to you. I can't give my best to my son, to my husband, to my patients, if I am totally burnt out. Okay, but that is so important though. Say that again, right? <laughs> if, if we don't take care of ourselves, yeah. then everyone else suffers. And so we're supposed to be the nurturers of the household. We're supposed to keep it together. Like that's our job. And then if we don't take breaks, then we are not able to do that because we get cranky. cranky. We get yes. angry we yell and act crazy and all these things. And that's why all these women come into my practice wanting hormone replacement because they're not, and that's usually honestly the thing, like the cortisol levels are high, the stress hormone, the cortisol is a stress hormone. Uh, those levels really get amped up and then you're not relaxing, you yeah. know, and there's no counterbalance to this high, pro high productivity, high stress lifestyle. Otherwise travel is such a good one. I'm so glad you mentioned that. Cause I agree. Like it's uh, like the patients will be like, Oh, you're gone again. It's like, usually it's a conference or something. That I'm, I'm still learning to. at some point. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, it's all for you that I'm doing this. Um, but now I've started to take, like, you know, this one, I just went to Miami. I'm, we're starting to take like 
four days, like two days on the front end, two days on the back end, and just hang out where we are, where we're not learning. It's, yeah. Or like letting it reintegrate Decompress. into our brains before yeah. we get back to like our patients, right? Yeah. I think that's so important because if we just go right back into work, we don't have time to like just let it simmer down, like simmer in there, you yeah. know, and I like agree. really get it. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, for you, since you do mind coaching and, and life coaching, if you have a patient that's coming in and they're just highly stressed all the time, of course, you're going to run hormone panels and you're going to do other things. For sure. I know you go right to coaching too. It's just in your nature. You, you know, you like do that literally, with all of us. Like a uh, person on the street. Yeah. Yeah. And so <laughs> what is your thought process through that? Through While I'm coaching somebody? Yeah. So it's really important to me to be this like super safe vessel to hold information that a person gives me like I think that like when we go through medicine and we learn this in school uh it's very important to create a safe space for the patient to tell you everything that's wrong and they have to build trust like it's an immediate like in emergency medicine it's an immediate thing they have to trust you like their your life is in their hands right and so it's not so emergent nowadays but it's the same thing like we're so we stick needles in people's faces for a living also. And, and we all love it. Yeah. And they love it and they end up loving the results. Yeah. But like there is that, like everyone's afraid to come in and, you know, yeah. we can be the best and we are the best. Okay. But we can be the best and they'll come in there and they're still scared. Like we've gone on social media. They've seen us talking, right? They'll watch this podcast <laughs> and they think they know us already. But even still when they're in the chair, they're still sweat, like palms are sweaty because yeah. it's. It's in I mean, their nature. I was just in the chair an hour ago with Brett. And um, it's still like, you know, I'm, I'm a self-proclaimed control freak. Yep. So it's hard for me to hand over the reins to somebody else. Absolutely. Like, um, and so I think that's like a lot of patients are that way too. I think it's hard to hand it over. It's hard to let people in, right? It's hard to have. So they call me the soul digger when I'm coaching. Um, cause Brittany, I'll say that she's like, Oh, you make everybody cry when they're in there. <laughs> she made me cry. <laughs> but it, it, it's true. But all I'm doing is just, I'm asking the right questions to prompt a person to dig into something that they really never dug into. Cause we tend to be like expert bypassers of problems and traumas and things like that. We tend to be really good at bypassing that. Yeah. Um, and I don't think, I don't think that is self-care. I think like, you know, when they say, um, when the student is ready, the master appears or whatever, right? Have you heard of that before? So I love saying that. You never heard of that? I love it. Um, but anyway, if someone's ready, if they're presenting to me in a coaching capacity, that means they're ready to go in. Like they're ready to dig. And if it's too much, then it's too much and we back off. Right. But I think just like being that safe vessel for someone to deliver information is the most important part to me and, and establishing the rapport with the client. Yeah. Just like we establish with the patient when we're about we to do. inject them or in any medical. I mean, we're still medical. So in any medical capacity, I think that's uber important. Yeah. I, I know from personal experience, you know, with Marley coaching me, you know, we're friends. So we talk a lot, but she does have the ability to really things out from the deep 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 I think I was born that way I don't know I have a lot of I have a lot of um certifications around that but yeah. I just think that I'm just I'm just a I'm a genuinely curious person and I love people so much that I just want to know their stories and I think yeah. I just You're allows interested. me to deliver I think it just allows me to like get that information because I'm just genuinely curious about how they're feeling away or how they behave in a way and how it becomes a habit and all that stuff I'm just really curious about people so yeah and I think, you know, even myself, you know, I have no formal training, but 
because like Marla was saying, our patients are in our chairs and they're trusting us and you do end up just like a hairstylist, you know, they, they kind of become your counselor or mm -hmm. at least a shoulder to lean on. And so that's why we have developed this passion for helping women like come into themselves and find themselves and be confident totally. and be happy and have a good positive mindset because you have to have a positive mindset in order to be happy in my opinion because you know you have so many people that are just they're always going to be pessimistic and, and anything that happens you know it, it should have been better or it shouldn't have been that way mm. and we really have to learn how to accept things that are happening to us and find the good in them um you know it's it's just, it's difficult to do that but it is life-changing when you come into a different mindset for sure yeah like i was giving the example earlier of being in the airport and your flight being delayed yeah and what are you going to do about it? like you're not a pilot I mean, unless it's Tony, <laughs> Brittany's husband's a pilot. Um, but like, you're not, you're not going to go into, this is like more of the control freak stuff, right? Like we yeah. want to, we want to have control because that's a trauma response. Controlling things is a trauma response, right? If I, if I can just handle the situation, then it'll all be good, yeah. right? Because we, good, because you trust yourself, but also like you can't fly an airplane. Ooh. So what can I do with that time? I can sit and I can be pissed off and I can stew about it and I can get so angry about it and be like, oh my gosh, I'm going to miss this and that and whatever. Or I can say, damn, something might have been really for real wrong with that airplane and probably <laughs> and best, I didn't want to be on best and I don't get on that airplane, you know? And yeah. then, and then, okay. So I've tried to look at, cause you know, I, I have a history of being an impatient person and but that has changed cause I've worked yeah. a lot on that. Um, but in those scenarios I can say, okay, what can I do with this time then that I have? So I have an extra hour and 30 minutes at the airport. So what am I going to do with this time? Yeah. Right. And if my kids are with me, I'm like, all right, then this is, this is one-on-one -on -one time with me and my kids. Quality time. That's it. Mm -hmm. Right. We can use that time to do whatever. It's like, now I look at it as like a gift that was given because I don't get much downtime, yeah. you know, like I don't. Like, I really have to take like it. pencil it in. Yeah. So if it's like, all right, here's, you know, the universe is giving me some downtime here, then I'm going to use it. Right. But I have to view it that way. That has, that's my choice. Yeah. Right. And I've learned to choose that a ton. Most of the time now, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, you talk about, you know, feeling the need to be in control and I certainly have that trauma response. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. in in all parts of my life, but even in my relationship with my husband, you know, it's so interesting to me now that I've like tried, it sounds a little cliche, but I've tried to find like a little bit more of my feminine energy because we tend to be so masculine. Yep. We're workaholics, like we're in our, in our job, like we, you know, we're the leaders. Mm -hmm. And so in my home life, you know, you have your husband that wants to be, you know, the leader. And then you have the female that also wants to be the leader. I and know. you're like, it's you know, so, we talk about, like we head. literally talk about this every day. Yeah. And so for me, it's been so interesting to like, let go of the reins a little bit it's been hard mm. but even little things like I've, I've told Marley you know we would go to dinner for years and I would order for my husband I would be like he wants this he wants this steak medium and you know they would set the check down on the table at the end and I would take it and I would pay for it and that's just one example like this was just chronic mm -hmm. in our relationship and so that's been one of the things that has helped me in our relationship is is trying to let go of control a little mm. bit. It's 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 been interesting for me, but it's been life changing too. Let me ask you, what advice would you give a woman who feels like she is just not good at self care? That's that's really difficult. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that thinking that you're not good at self care just means that you're overwhelmed. Mm. And so I think it could be 
something as simple as just taking 10 minutes in the morning before anyone else wakes up mm -hmm. just to kind of align your priorities you know like maybe keep a journal or do something really simple to where you're just kind of identifying things that would make you happier and then you're taking progressive steps towards doing those things it could be very very simple things like maybe you want to start working out again or maybe mm -hmm. you want to start a new hobby mm -hmm. um and you're, you know, you're journaling and you're, you're keeping track of the progress that you're making mm -hmm. towards that self-care. Even if you can't do the self-care like immediately, yeah, you can find that 10 minutes in the morning to start making a plan for it. Mm -hmm. So like very funny story is that <laughs> like when this self-care movement came about, I feel like this is like a movement for women yeah, right so. now. Mm -hmm. I feel like this is a necessary thing that like after many decades of like women in business and women getting degrees and all these things yes. now, cause we've done all of that <laughs> uh, and we do too much of it. Um, um, I think that now there's this like, okay, now we got to reel it back in. Yep. Yeah. So take a step back. Yeah. I think that's really important. I think that's too. a good point. That That's me too. You know, I have, I'm 34. I went to college literally for 17 years. Mm -hmm. Like, and I didn't know anything else other than go, 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 go. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, I got to the point where I was almost that burnt out, but I identified it mm -hmm. and I was able to take a few steps back to protect my mental health. Mm -hmm. And so that's where this podcast came from is we want to be able to help other women, you know, find themselves, find their confidence, have a healthy mindset. Um, yeah. Yeah. How would you link self-care to confidence? I think it's directly related. Completely. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's I mean, not a separation. There's not. I agree. I mean, because if you, if you aren't taking time for yourself, then you don't really know who you are anyway, mm -hmm. you know? And so, in Gosh, order okay. Oh, heart, heart that. That's a big one. It's true. It's a big one. It's true. It's huge. And so you can't really have confidence in yourself if you don't even know who you are. Mm -hmm. Like, can you, can you look in the mirror right now and say, this is who I am. This is who I want to be. Like, can you identify that? Can you know? I? Well, I mean, oh, our yeah. viewers, or, you know, but, <laughs> yeah. but a lot of people, you know, you can't find your confidence unless you even know what you're looking for. Oh, yeah. So I remember a period in my life where I was like super overworked. I was seeing like 62 patients, like literally one day I saw 62 patients oh, in the gosh. ER or urgent care. And then the next day I saw 63 and it was an urgent care linked to an ER because I covered the ER too. And so they would just send That's like wild. who like belly pains and all these things that don't like chest pain and all these things that don't belong in the urgent care, but it was attached to the ER. So, but I was so burned out and I was so, and I literally remember going home and telling my now husband, I don't remember who I am. Like this is, this has taken a hold of me and this is my life now. And I have no idea how this happened. And so the way that I explain this to a lot of uh, my female patients is you feel like you're just like, you got thrown into like the washing machine and you're just in there just tumbling around when you can't grasp on anything. Yep. So you have to pause and you have to take time for yourself and you have to do these like reflections and these little meditations and these, the journal activities and things like that to get back to who, who am I and what do I like? Yep. Yeah. So you either, you make time for yourself or your body is going to force you into that. Mm -hmm. So we either take a few steps back or we will get physically ill, mm -hmm. you know, or we'll get depressed. We'll get mentally ill. So we have to take steps. So true. Yep. And we cannot wait to help you through that. Yes. So excited. Well, thank you for joining us tonight. Again, this is Your Confidence Coaches Podcast, Brittany Perez, Marley Bruno, and we will talk to you again soon. All right.